0: Kindness Can, the podcast, with radio personality Jane Lindley Thomas and psychologist Paul Bushel. Because every act of kindness, no matter how big or small, can change lives. In this series, Jane and Paul hope to enrich your life by giving you practical tools on how to be kinder in your relationships with yourself, with those around you, at home, work, and in
1: your community. So the first podcast for 2021 for Kindness Can, greetings and cheery salutations from myself, Jane, Lindy Thomas, and my darling, dear friend, Paul Bushell. How are you doing, darling?
0: Oh, such a happy, happy, healthy year to you, Jane, and yeah, to everyone listening in.
1: I think that's a big one. I think in the past, we've, you know, we've had such high expectations for our year, and now everyone that I speak to, I just start by saying, I just wish you a really strong, healthy, and abundant year. And I think health for me has become the primary focus because we've come to realize more than ever that without your health, yeah, it's, it's quite a, a scary situation to be in, right?
0: Absolutely. And I, and I think if we are making health, uh, for obvious reasons, our intention for the year, I really encourage you to, to conceptualize or see your health as both your physical and your emotional health this year, because the two absolutely go hand in hand and need our equal attention. And if that has never been more evident than right now, I don't know where we're going to make the point of it. When I was
1: saying to you yesterday, my mental health has become a full-time job. It used to be kind of like the drum in the back of my day. Um, And now it's something that is very much at the forefront and is taking a lot of navigating because, you know, not being a fear-driven person or an anxious person by makeup, I feel myself navigating some pretty treacherous water through the uncertainty. And yeah, it's become a full-time job.
0: So how is this for a tool? You know, you and I have spoken about the fact that you know, we've had fake corona at least 45 times each uh, because we're so programmed and so conscious to be checking in, not only now, but actually throughout our life checking into the different feelings and sensations in our body but as a tool we should all kind of take a few minutes every day or in our days and kind of close our eyes and just check in check in with yourself emotionally like what is the feeling that's sitting inside of me today what are the series of feelings sitting inside of me today and, and where they're coming from and how can i address them uh, it's a yeah it's a habit we all got to kind of start to form in our life
1: absolutely and i think um, just holding space for the parents, um, because obviously we were all gearing up uh, for us, for our kids to go back to school. And now with start dates, uh, you know, around the 15th of February, I've, you know, got three kids, three different schools, three different platforms in which we're going to start our academic 2021 year. One being distant learning, one being here's a homework pack, we'll connect with you on the 15th kind of thing. And uh, the other one, kind of not really sure how to integrate. In saying that, though, it's quite evident the progress that has been made from seeing how equipped the schools are. I think that, you know, in 2020, it was all like deer in headlights. And all of a sudden, I'm just seeing a lot more, not urgency, but being able to disseminate information along platforms that don't necessarily happen in a physical classroom.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think high fives to all the teachers and all the schools out there for the Amazing skills that they were able to pick up last year, which they've so speedily and efficiently brought into this moment. And I, I think that's there's so many examples of it, but it's a testament of how adaptable and amazing we can be as human beings when we put our minds to to something. And in this case, a common good, educating our kids. Uh, when we work together, we can kind of create magic in the world because it can't be hard. Be, you know, chatting to some of the schools and teachers during this time, they just desperately want to go back as well. You know, that feeling for a teacher of setting up your classroom and waiting for all those bright young faces to come through the door with all their new stuff and all their expectations and hopes for the year is such a special feeling for educators. And so I think, you know, to everyone out there, just keep that in mind that, as inconvenient and as hard as this is for learners and families yeah it's also a hard thing for schools it's not what they're wishing either i know we've got it's a yesterday guest today in the wings though jane and i want to bring it yeah
1: in. i was gonna i was <laughs> gonna say obviously my disappointment um which we'll talk about just now from the parents or the anxiety or the juggle or the struggle but yeah for the learners themselves and i've got little lula farrah thomas here who is going into grade three this year. So, Lou, how are you feeling about, you know, your school date being pushed out?
2: I'm a little bit happy and a little bit sad. I'm sad because I was excited to meet my new teacher and to see who I'm sitting next to. And so I'm pretty sad that I can't go to school. And also I still get some time to hang out with my dog and in my room. And so... I'm a bit disappointed and a bit happy.
0: Oh, my gosh, Lula. You hit the nail on the head that sometimes in life, we can have more than one feeling at the same time, and that's okay. (laughs) I feel you, girl.
1: But Lula's been amazing. I mean, she's got a huge uh, homework pack that she is working through, and uh, she's already started ahead of when we said the routine would kick in, and she's done her front cover, done a page of maths,
2: um, Two drawing pages, a math page and a spelling page. A spelling page. Just today. Just today. Well, just
0: today. What's your advice for kids who are doing homeschooling? What advice would you give them?
1: Um, I think what's been quite cool is that Lou's gone and um created a work space for herself in her bedroom. Tell Paul what that looks like.
2: It's a little desk with some books and... My workbook and pencil, crayons and stuff, and then a little candle so I can have a little bit of light at my desk. And I just do my work every day on the table.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really that's a useful thing to have done, made your own little space so that you can separate school, school time from play time with Birdie, the dog, I know.
2: Birdie's here.
0: Birdie's there too. Oh, my word. Imagine being able to do school with Birdie. That's part of the joy, right?
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's a lot. I
1: keep going back to the place of I'm just so grateful I am able to juggle the struggle from home. My heart really, I can't even start to comprehend parents who, is not, who are not as fortunate as I am to have data or to have an opportunity to create a school desk environment in a bedroom or whatever that looks and feels like, because it's tough for me and I feel like I am very blessed. So I just really want to just say that, you know, it's ingrained in us as parents to think that we're probably dropping the ball, but just take solace in knowing that I, I get you and I see you and I feel you and, you know, trying your best, even though you feel like you're sometimes failing, you know, I commend you for that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's something that you and I have spoken about uh, so often, but it just, this feels like really important to remind ourselves of the fact that you are the greatest gift that you can give your children. Just you. And so just sitting with them, just holding them, just giving them of a little bit of your time in the day, just giving them of your kind words, reassuring them. That is the greatest thing that we can give them in this moment. All the stuff on top of that are wonderful, okay, and nice to have, but when you've got that foundation, you can get through anything. And that's what your children are most often going to look back on their childhood and say, I remember that feeling of togetherness or connection, or my parent being there for me.
1: And I mean, look, we spend a lot of family time. I mean, we either camping in our garden or you know, we 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 are so tight as a family unit, but that can also become quite. What's um, the word I want to use? Not heavy going, but it's just like when you live in isolation with people. We have been so removed from society. I mean, I don't know how I'm ever going to integrate back into some sort of social infrastructure because we are getting our groceries delivered to our home. We don't see anyone. It's just the five of us. But that, as I as I say, it can become quite. Hard going when you as the parents are there in the room, but you're actually quite vacant because you're stressed and you're anxious about, you know, how you're going to juggle the things that are coming your way. May it be financial stress, may it be the concern of how you're going to navigate the distant learning and will you be okay as a teacher? Because I have absolutely no doubt in my mind post traumatic stress from trying to teach my children through the first lockdown. I will never go back to that place. So, yeah, I hear you when you say that you are the best gift you can give your children. But I think the parents are so under the, the pump at the moment that, yeah, it's just a lot to manage. Yes. Even just showing up in the room is sometimes as <laughs> hard. You want to go. And I, I mean, I said to Mike this morning, I just want to run away. Like, I just, I just want to go. I just want to know where I'm going. <laughs> And then I know that as soon as I've left, I want to be with them because they're my crew. But just it's a lot, man. It's a lot making sure that there's food in the fridge and, you know, you got got every, everyone ticked off and, you know, you're navigating, navigating, navigating. And navigating through uncertainty as well is also, it's a lot.
0: The two things that come to mind for me as you're talking, one, of course, is forgiveness. So when I do drop the ball and I don't get it right uh, and I – I forgot to order that online or I forgot to buy that or in the moment I didn't put my best self forward, there's got to be a certain level of forgiveness and compassion for ourselves in this moment. And as always, that's a great moment for you to sit with your kids at some stage, maybe not right away because my second point is coming, but it's a great moment for that kind of learning. But that forgiveness and compassion for ourselves right now is so important because when we are in the corner, we are so pre-programmed to fight our way out of it. And that's not only fighting with other people. So often it's fighting internally with ourselves. And that's not going to give us the energy. It's not going to give us the confidence to get out of this. So I want to add a bit of forgiveness and compassion to the mix here. And the second thing is, yeah, spot on, Jane. You've got to take some time time for, for yourself in, in all of this. You know, I was with a, a family in the holidays and they had this wonderful routine of like, Everyone now between two and three is going for some quiet time on their own. You can do whatever you want uh, on your bed or in your space or whatever it is, but it's a really, really important thing to be teaching our kids, but also taking for ourselves in this moment, just that downtime. Go read your book, go lie on your bed, have a little doze, uh, something along those lines. Put your phone away. That doesn't count as downtime either.
1: Yeah, I'm hearing all of that. We've actually started implementing rest time as well at two o'clock, but the kids foresee it as this like heavy punishment, you know. And I remember as a kid like totally fighting against the system of going and relaxing and now all I want to do is just relax. Um, What advice would you give a parent that is feeling anxiety around their children not being in the position or the place academically where they should be? So, you know, I spoke to someone yesterday whose daughter's going into matric And she's so concerned that, you know, not being in the physical classroom is going to impact her child academically. And I must say, again, with three kids all at different levels, different schools, different wants, needs, desires, that certainly does kind of worry me and um, will be the thing that has me tossing and turning at night is like, gosh, I'm so fearful that this not being physically in a room learning through experience is going to have an impact on my children long term.
2: Yeah.
0: I think it is a, a, a reality that this does have real implications and consequences. You know, I'm, a, I'm still a firm believer in the power of classrooms and schools. Uh, it's, it's a very, they're sacred spaces and they're good for education and they're good for development. So I think that, yeah, unfortunately, there are going to be speed bumps in the road for, for all of us as a result of this terrible thing that's out of our control. But like in any moment, I think reaching out and asking for, asking the questions that you feel concerned about uh, with people who can maybe answer them, uh, but also asking for the support and, and the help uh, is really, really useful. So if you are a parent and you are worried about your child and their progress, reach out to your teacher, raise your concerns Ask their advice. Uh, they are trained experts in education, and they're going to hopefully be able to give us some guidance on this. And I think, you know, I'm still optimistic of the fact that we're going back to school this year at some stage. And in that time, we're going to have to work really hard to try catch up for some of the time that we have have lost.
1: Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, no, look, it's fun. Man. I mean. At times, we've got no water at home. At times, we've got no lights at home. We've got no wine at home. We've got lots of children at home. <laughs> the bills keep running. It's But you know what? As I a look day day. at you on
0: the screen, you know what? You've got a lot of at home. love well, I can see it. A
1: big time. No, look. I mean, I say again, please, I never want to come across as not being abundantly grateful. I get up every morning. We go for walks through the most beautiful spaces and places. I'm such a prophet of kneeling at the temple of just being so thankful for everything that I have. But it's um it's tricky in the process. It's tricky in the process. Do you know what I mean? I mean, just before yeah. this call, I couldn't get online. My Wi-Fi was down. I've got the kids like racing on the floor on top of the dogs. I've got, you know, it's just, (laughs) I've made about fifty thousand pieces of toast this morning. People are asking what's for lunch and what's for dinner. I'm just like, I
2: don't want to play with you anymore.
0: Uh, You're not alone. And I think that that's, that's the great, that's the message that we're sending out to everyone is that you're not alone. You're not alone if you're sitting there, Finding this incredibly hard, you know, so many of the people who I'm, who I'm chatting to at the moment, just everyone feels kind of like the simple things are proving really difficult at the moment. And if that's how you are feeling, we get you, we feel you. And again, I'm going to bring in that word compassion again, we've got to just really be compassionate and forgiving with ourselves through this experience.
1: Yeah. No, absolutely.
0: That's not a, a soft and cuddly response, by the way. And maybe I need to elaborate a little bit more because I know you might be listening and thinking, well, that's all good and well when you're not trying to keep yourself afloat. You know, I don't have time when I'm trying to, to stay alive to be forgiving and compassionate with I've got to go, 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 right? But as counterintuitive as it seems, those few moments with yourself where you can be compassionate uh, and forgiving with yourself, allows you psychologically to recharge to keep going because when you add your critical voice, when you add your unforgiving kind voice to your struggle, okay, not only is so many, so much of the world against you, but suddenly you've turned against yourself as well. And there's never been a moment when you needed you, the greatest gift that you can give yourself than this moment. So, That When I I talk about that forgiving and compassion, what I mean is, is a voice inside of you which continues to be there for you, that continues to believe in you and support you, uh, that's forgiving of you, and that doesn't just tip over into something which is bullying and unkind inside of you, because you absolutely deserve to hear that voice from within you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I spoke to someone last week who has basically sold every life policy that they have in order to keep their staff fed and paid. So I, you know, I speak to people all the time who, you know, they are juggling survival. They are trying to keep their businesses afloat. They are trying to keep their children in a, you know, a peaceful content space at home while working and putting out fires. And um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's quite hard university as well to see people struggling. I feel like last year, you know novelty is a positive word but it felt like what we were going through was so new that it was kind of you didn't really have the time to sit with it it was just like you know survive 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 and now and someone actually said to me last year felt like a dress rehearsal now it feels like we're standing on center stage with the floodlights and a packed house and it's like okay you've now got to operate you've now got to you've now got to keep surging through the uncertainty. And I think that's where most of my anxiety comes in. First of all, the anxiety comes in that I don't want to get sick. If I get sick, how sick will I get? I don't want my husband to get sick. If he gets sick, how sick will he get? And my kids as well, my family's wellbeing. So obviously that's a first and paramount. And then it's kind of like the uncertainty of the schooling system and, you know, how's that going to be this year? What's that going to look and feel like? And then just, you know, the financial implications of, you know, opportunity and doors opening. But I've also come to realize that positivity is a lot to do with how we um, approach our day and our life. And we we still are the gatekeepers to a lot of choice when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of how we choose to feel in certain situations. So I find a lot of liberation in knowing that I'm the driver of this vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But just sometimes uh, I feel like I could fall asleep at the wheel.
0: (laughs) An important thing to remember for all of us, not only in this moment, but and it's a, a great thing to teach kids, you always have a choice. And sometimes those choices are really tough and far and few between. And they, they feel so difficult, but it's something that no one can ever take away from us. We have the choice about what we the next step that we take. Kind of an analogy that I've been holding on to a little bit, and I'm a firm believer in start with the end in mind and set goals and intentions for yourself, but This moment feels exceptional and maybe there's value in this moment and don't look up because that's kind of when we start to get dizzy and everything just feels overwhelming. As you navigate this mountain uh, in this moment, it's kind of putting one foot in front of yourself at a time. As, As soon as we start looking up too much, that's when it all just feels overwhelmingly dizzy.
1: Yeah. How different our aspirations are this year compared to ones gone by. I mean, it was all about look up, travel aspire create now it's just like move forward just keep moving forward but you
0: know to take this analogy to a, a literal literal place I, I was walking on a, a mountain a couple of weeks ago and when you walk on a mountain it was like a really really actually was quite high and when you look down it was all this incredible and I was walking with someone who knew their stuff about plants and and which I don't know anything about and when you look down there was just this this whole world below me at my feet and it was fascinating and i suppose in this moment that yes looking up and enjoying the view and the sunrise and the sunset and aspiring to all those big things are beautiful and we'll get back to them but there's also value every now and then in kind of just looking around and taking in and enjoying the simple, small, sometimes overlooked things that are right at our feet, on our doorstep. And maybe that's what this year is all about, connecting with some of those finer things in life, those closer things in life.
1: It's interesting because um, a couple of weeks ago, well, actually, I actually think it was last week, Time I have no gauge of what time it is. I haven't worn a watch since <laughs> January 2020, so I don't know what time it is or what day it is, but recently we went down the coast and ended up actually finding ourselves at a place that had um, a long and extremely high suspension bridge. And my experience on the suspension bridge, as I approached the suspension bridge, I looked at it and I thought, whoa, heavy, 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 heavy. My daughter, Lula, was the first person onto the bridge, followed by – brothers, cousins, and then my sister was talking to her son saying, you're going to be so sad if you come this far and you don't do this. You've got to do it. And she was pushing him to go through his fear, which he popped through the other side. And as soon as he started to walk on the bridge, she said to me, I'm not doing this. I said, oh, hell no. You are not talking the talk and not walking the walk. Go. So I actually filmed it. It's on my Instagram or whatever, social media platform. And she was shuffling in front of me. And I was absolutely fine while filming her, okay, holding onto the suspension bridge with my one hand and filming with the other hand. But it was when I stopped filming her and I actually looked over the side of the bridge and realized that I could fall to my uncertain death while this bridge moved from left to right? that I realized that sometimes when you're scared, it's just to, it's not to look down. (laughs) But it's actually just to look slightly in front of you and just keep shuffling along. And I kind of felt like, yeah, that is pretty apt for the way that I'm, I used to be the person that would map my year out or map six months out. And now I'm like, just shuffle to Monday to Friday or whatever day this is. Just shuffle forward. Um, and just do as much as you can because I feel like sometimes when you look to the left or the right or up or down or the bigger picture, that that is also that can accelerate that overwhelm.
0: Absolutely, and you know what? When you've built up a bit of energy or when you've built up a bit of courage, the moment will come, and you will look up and you will set a slightly more complicated task or goal for yourself again. I don't think we're suggesting that it's going to be the, the shuffle forever, but if you're navigating all the bigness that we're talking about in this moment. Over the next couple of weeks and months, if you've got to shuffle a little, there's nothing wrong with that. Your moment will come again to start looking out and looking up. We've got to just kind of push through, push through the fear of this moment.
1: Absolutely. I think also because they've been preconditioned in the past to run, exceed, multitask, do it all at once. And now it's kind of like, for me, slow it down, breathe, do one thing at a time, just move forward.
0: Yeah. We got this girl. I got you.
1: There you go. We got it. <laughs> uh, we love you so much. If you would like to connect with us, of course, uh, you can find us at www.kindnesscan.co.za and uh, we're here for you. If you're needing some love or encouragement, just drop us a, a message on any one of our Kindness Can platforms and we'll send you big hearts back.
0: Yeah. sending you all lots of love, one step at a time.
1: Lots of love. You've been listening to Kindness Can, the podcast. Find out more at kindnesscan.co.za.